we're going to pray that as the Lord has spoken in this in this word here, that the every promise that he has made over us be fulfilled. We're going to pray that every promise he has made over this house be fulfilled. Every promise he has made over us individually and to our families be fulfilled. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we bless your name. We thank you, Lord, for indeed we are your people. Thank you for we are your treasured possession, O oh Lord. We thank you for the promises that you have made to us into this house and to, to us in this house. And because of that, we come to you this morning, O oh Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, that as you because you're, you're a God that does not lie, that you will fulfill your promises, O oh Lord. We pray that you will fulfill your promise over this house in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that you will fulfill your promises over our families in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you have promised that you will set us high above all the other nations, O oh Lord. You said that you will set us in praise and fame and in honor in high honor, O oh Lord God of heaven. We pray for your promise over this house that you will fulfill it in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you have promised us insight in this house. We pray that you will fulfill it, O oh Lord. Let insight be given to everyone in this house, O oh Lord. Let insight be given to the young, Lord. Let it be given to the old, O oh God of heaven. You have promised that you will bless us, O oh Lord. Let bless us richly, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Bless the work of our hands in this house as, as you have promised, O oh Lord. Lord, you have promised us the Holy Spirit. You have promised that you will pour out your spirit upon all flesh, O oh Lord. You said that sons and daughters will prophesy, Lord. You said old men will dream dreams and young men will see visions, O oh Lord of heaven. Let visions become a regularity in this house, O oh Lord of heaven. Let the young ones amongst us see visions, O oh Lord. Let the old ones amongst us dream dreams, O oh Lord. Let the spirit of prophecy rest upon this house as you have promised, O oh God of heaven, Lord. Let insight be given to this house as you have promised, O oh Lord. Let the promise of the Holy Spirit be given to this house as you have promised, O oh Lord. Let no one lack it, O oh Lord of heaven. Let no one amongst us be found wanted, O oh Lord of heaven. As you have promised your spirit, O oh Lord, let everyone receive it, O oh Lord. Let the gift of tongues be received, O oh Lord. Let the gift of healing be received, O oh Lord. Let the gift of manifestations of power be received, O oh Lord. Let the gift of signs and wonders be received, O oh Lord of heaven, the mighty name of Jesus. Let the gift of faith be received, O oh Lord. As you have promised, O oh Lord, let every promise be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus, that we may glorify your name, and that once again we may praise you, for you are worthy to be praised, O oh Lord. In Jesus' holy name we have prayed. Let us continue in that attitude. We want to thank God. We want to praise Him. We want to worship Him. We want to thank Him for everything that He will do, that He's going to touch us. He's going to touch our lives. He's going to transform us. The gifting of the Spirit is going to come upon this house. Everyone will receive that which they've been praying for in Jesus' name. Amen. My reading is coming from Deuteronomy 26, and I'll be reading from verse 18 to 19. And it reads, And the Lord has declared this day that you are his people, his treasured possession as he promised, and that you are to keep all his commands. He has declared that he will set you in praise, fame, and honor high above all the nations. He has made and that you will be a people holy to the Lord, your God, as he promised. Now we are a covenant people. We are a chosen people. We are people who are meant to be in this time and in this season. The world needs our voice. We 
obey the commands of the Lord. We are the ones who follow the pattern that the, world, that the Lord has given to us. I want us to pray that the covenant that the Lord has upon us in this church will descend upon each and every one of us. And as we obey the commands, we will be lifted up. We will be the ones chosen to stand up and to raise the banner for the name of the Lord. Let us begin to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we are your treasured possessions. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you said that we are the ones who obey your commands. You said you will set us up on high. Fame and honor will be all on us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, the covenant-keeping God, you are going to declare, we are going to declare that you, Lord, you will lead us by your mighty spirit. Everything that you have promised, Heavenly Father, shall happen to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Every fame and honor that is all above the nations will be made known through our lips. We are going to be used as vessels in this season, in this generation, Father. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise because, Father, you promise that each and every one of us are going to be useful in the kingdom of the Lord. Because, Heavenly Father, we've committed ourselves to you. We've given our hearts and our minds and our spirits to you. We have given you, Heavenly Father, this place in our hearts that you can use us, make us useful in this generation. Let the commands that we have learned throughout the week, throughout the months, throughout the years, begin to manifest out of us in the mighty name of Jesus. We are your people and we are chosen. We just want to thank you, Father, that who are we that you should be mindful of us? Who are we that you have chosen us? We are your gift. We are, we are special in your eyes and we are useful, Heavenly Father. So, Lord, as we go through this season, Heavenly Father, let your glory shine through us. Let your glory, Heavenly Father, be shown on us. Let the promise and the, the, the treasures that you've given to us, let them be given unto the world so that men may draw unto you. Father, we give you the praise and the worship. We thank you. We magnify you, O Lord. We honor you, Heavenly Father, because your promises will always be with us. Your promises, Heavenly Father, we hold onto them. We stand on every promise that has been made to us because we know we shall surely come to pass in our time and in our generation. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we prayed. In Jesus' name. I want us to look at Psalm 100. It says, shout for joy from verse 1. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know the Lord is God. It is he who has made us. We are his sheep, the sheep of his pastures. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I want us to just ponder on that. It says, enter into his courts with thanksgiving. The man of God has told us where two or three are gathered, he's in our midst. So we know God is in our midst. I want us to worship the Lord this morning. God has made us, is in our midst with a heart of worship. Let us worship the Lord. Let us thank the Lord for the great things that he has done in our lives. Thank the Lord for his faithfulness. Thank the Lord because he has been with us in our going out and our coming in. Thank the Lord for the blessings that he has showered upon us daily through in the past weeks. Thank the Lord for the revelation of his word. Thank the Lord for his presence. Thank the Lord for his touch upon us. Thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit that he has poured out in abundance in our 
our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. You have showered us with your blessing. Lord, we lift up our hands and praise your name with a heart of worship. Lord, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be exalted and a God. You are the everlasting Father. You are the ancient of days. Father God, we praise you. Lord, we rend our hearts before you with a heart of praise. Thank you, Father, for your touch upon our lives. Thank you, Lord, for you are mighty. Yes, Lord, you show yourself mighty in our midst in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the great things that you have done. Indeed, your love endures forever. Thank you, Lord, because you have showered your love upon us. Thank you for your outpouring of your love. Thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord that you have poured upon our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for the joy, not the joy of the world, but the joy from the throne of grace. Father God, we say thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness. Father God, even in our weakness, you showed yourself mighty. God of heaven, we bless you. We magnify your name. Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise and all the adoration. We just want to say thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, because you do not leave us, but your presence abides with us. Lord, we exalt you. We magnify your name. We say unto you, be all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. I read from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. From verse 4. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Let's ask the Lord that in today's service, every thought that works in contradiction to what we are here to receive will be taken captive and that our hearts will be open to receive what the Lord has prepared for us today. Let's lift up our voices and pray. Father Lord Jesus, we ask, O oh Lord, we present our hearts before you this morning. We are here, Father Lord Jesus, to be participants and not spectators. Father Lord Jesus, anything in us that you did not plant in this service, remove it from our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. We take captive every thought, every spirit. Father Lord Lord Jesus, that will prevent us from really gaining the, the, the rationale, the reason for why we're here, from gaining, oh Lord Jesus, your word, from gaining, oh Lord Jesus, an impartation from you. Father Lord, anything that works in contradiction to that, let it be removed in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against tiredness. We come against thoughts, oh Lord Jesus, that work in um, counterproductivity to that which you are speaking or what you are saying. Father Lord, less of us in today's service and more of you clear our hearts clear our minds oh lord give us fertile hearts right now father lord jesus hearts that are ready to receive your word hearts that are ready father lord jesus to encounter you remove everything from us that is standing in the way from encountering you today remove everything from our minds oh lord jesus that may choke out the word flesh be 
be done in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us be led by the Spirit of the Most High God. Father, even when we are interpreting the Word through the praise and worship, through the ministration, take away human thoughts. Take away human rationale, Father Lord Jesus. Give us the mind of the Spirit of the Most High God that we would be able to understand exactly what the Spirit of the Most High God is saying. We're going to keep praying in that vein. Present your heart to God. If there be anything in this week that you have engaged in that is not holy. We heard it in the Bible study this week. Lord Jesus, remove it from me. Remove it from me. Cleanse me, O Lord Jesus. Cleanse me, O Lord Jesus, that I would be useful in your sight today, Father Lord Jesus, that I would not be passed over, Father Lord Jesus. Any spot or blemish, O Lord, that I may have picked up along the week, Father Lord Jesus, renew me, renew me, renew me. In today's service, O Lord Jesus, let me be presented to you as spotless, Father Lord Jesus. Father, I present my body. Present your body unto the Lord this morning. Present your heart unto the Lord this morning. Father Lord, let me be transformed in this service by the renewing of my mind. Add to me the things, O Lord Jesus, that may have been depleted during the week, O Lord Jesus. And take me to the place, O Lord Jesus, where I can encounter you. Take me past the outer courts into your holy place where I can see your face, O Lord Jesus. May your name forever be praised. May your name forever be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. God is good all the time. Hallelujah. We just want to lift up our voice to God and thank Him and praise Him. The psalmist says, praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like ego. Let's lift up our voices and begin to bless the Lord. Thank the Lord for people that are sick at this hour that God is healing. Thank the Lord for people that for people that are coming to this auditorium today that will be healed through the message that is sent through the man of God in the name of Jesus. Thank the Lord for people like Peter's mother-in-law that will be in this meeting today that will go back home rejoicing in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We exalt you this morning. We magnify your name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. All my emos being blessed, his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Lord, you forgive my sins. Thank him for forgiving your sins. And heals all our diseases. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for healing all our diseases. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that many will leave this place. That have come to the auditorium, sing, they will live back home rejoicing. Who redeems your life from the beach? Carry a standard here, Baba, ba, ba, and crown you with love and compassion. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Shake there, Some of us pass through the same road that other people pass through, but yet we are alive. Some of us took the same place that some people took, yet we are alive. Lord, we thank you. Who satisfy your desire with all good things? Father, we thank you for satisfying our desires in good things so that our youth is renewed like eagle. Lord, we thank you this morning. We exalt your God. We magnify your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We are going to pray for Ukraine. 
The psalmist said in Psalm 144, verse 1, Bless the Lord, the Lord who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. We want Jehovah Nisi, our banner, to go before, uh, uh, before the battle this morning and fight for Ukraine. Amen. Let Ukraine be victorious. Amen. Let this war come to an end. Amen. We want to lift up our voice and say, instead of Lord, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy, O God. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Just imagine that you are the one in the war front not right now. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Instead of rod, Lord, have mercy. Father, go before them like a mighty warrior. There is no battle that to fight and lose, oh God. Father, fight this battle. Make Ukraine victorious. Make Ukraine victorious. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let this war cease, oh God. Let it come to an end in the name of Jesus. Father, we commit all the refugees into your hand. Grant those who want stay, grant them stay in other nations in the name of Jesus. Father, help the children, help the mothers, help the pregnant women in the name of Jesus. Make provision for everyone, Lord Jesus. Give them food, O oh God. Remember them in this their lower estate. Psalm 136 says, He who remembers us in our lower estate. Begin to talk to the Lord about this. Some of our friends are there. They are like our sisters as well. Father, help, help the president of the nation. Thank God for his boldness, Lord Jesus. Father, support him. Support all the Ukraine armies, O oh God. Fight for them. Fight for them. Go before them, O oh God. And fight this battle. Let this battle come to an end. And make Ukraine victorious in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, be with your soldiers. Protect them, Lord Jesus. Protect them, Lord Jesus. Protect them from the arrows of the enemies in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, while we are yet seeking, he has answered. Lord, we want to thank you for answered prayer. Father, may your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. In this attitude as well, or in this mood, Let's just start the meeting by lifting up our right hand and reading Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Hallelujah. The song from Psalm 145. With an uplifted hand, please. I will exalt you, my God, the King, I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. 
For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your, might, of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
Father, we thank you for this season. Thank you for what you did on this mountain last week. Thank you for the manifestation of grace and power. Thank you for the inputs of your spirit in our hearts. Thank you, Lord. The entrance of the world gives light. So we enter therein through your light, O God, this morning. For sight, for insight, for knowledge, for impartation. Through your word. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah. Turn to someone beside you and welcome them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Place the seated in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. What a glorious season we are on earth. That the word of God is rapidly manifesting in the book of Matthew 24. Jesus says there will be wars, rumors of war. <laughs> he says, but the end is not yet. So if Satan thought that this is going to be the threat of Russia, is going to bring the end to the world, he, he shot himself on the, on the toe. <laughs> he's, not going to bring, he's not going to bring the end. Satan cannot bring the end. Can I just say, those of you who listen to me, you know, be very, very attentive. Don't be moved by waves of doctrines and delusions Satan is blowing around the whole world, you know. Know this, the Antichrist cannot manifest unless the Father said it is time. That's what the Bible says. So, you have the First World War, you have Second World War, you may have the Third World War and the Fourth World War. And the fifth world war, they have nothing to do with Antichrist. Religious said that when you see all this world, those things, don't be alarmed by them. He says don't be alarmed by them. So it is possible that, you know, in a short while, if it has not started, some people will be saying that, ah, the war in uh, Ukraine is the Antichrist. Mm-mm. It is the Antichrist spirit that caused all the wars. But the Antichrist spirit is not a man. He is an evil spirit. Who does not have power to determine when it will manifest. It's just waiting. That is the scripture. That's the reason why I was so shocked by Christians who believe the theories of a vaccine and they called it uh, the mark of the beast. I don't know which of the beasts. <laughs> if it is the beast, the Bible says it is very, very, you know, uh, is not near to common sense for anybody to believe that uh, vaccine is the mark of the beast, it is very, very strange for any human mind to believe that, you know. But those who are God's children cannot believe such, because you cannot be deluded. For God's children, anything they say, when it comes to fulfillment of the scriptures, you will go and read it yourself. And you will see what Jesus said about it. You just don't blow it. That is the spirit of Antichrist itself is what makes people spread all these false rumors. It is the Antichrist spirit that is moving them. But not so with you. Yes, now, let's talk. Somewhere here, tell me a phrase you remember from my message last week. Just a statement I made. Instruments, I face all of you. 
Tell me one thing you learned. Uh, you know, scripture, a phrase, a word I said. Okay, while you are thinking about it, you, you, you remember something? While you are thinking about it, cry and build them out. Say something from what you learned last week. Last week was heavy here, yes. What did you say? And that's what you're saying. Emulate your leaders. I don't think that is correct. What did I say you should emulate? Who did I say you should emulate? I said you should emulate me. That scripture is generic. But when I spoke to you, I said emulate me. Follow me as I follow Christ. So that you can step into my shoes and you can experience what I'm experiencing. I told them in New Cross just a few minutes ago, I was ministering there. I told them this. How many of you are 27 years above? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you are 27 years, you are, you are sure you are older than 27. <laughs> now, I have good news for you. It means you can encounter God. It means you can see. Because Jesus visited me around the age of 27 to 28 and revealed to me my personal life, some of them you have seen, you have seen for 32 years, and revealed to me what will happen to me till I go to my grave. Do you understand? Josiah was eight when he became king and he ruled by the Spirit of God. Yes, Samuel at the age of 13 had the audible voice of God, correct? Isn't it? Then, that's Josiah was 8. Uh, Uzziah was 16, isn't it? Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were about teenagers, about 17. Jeremiah was around 17 when they had the voice of God. And Jesus, at the age of 12, had read the whole Bible at 12. And he was able to discuss with the, the theologians at the age of 12. Are we following me? And I have another good friend of mine too, who was 80 when he saw the burning bush. At the age of 80. That's another friend of ours at the age of 100. God fulfilled what he promised him at the age of 70. He was hearing God at the age of 100. So how old are you under my voice from the age of 6 to the age of 100? There is a place for you in God to encounter God while you are still alive. While you are alive. That is the essence of Christianity. That you accepted Jesus and the Jesus that you are serving walk with you as you walk with the people of old as you read in the Bible. And that is a privilege I was telling you about throughout that last week. That if the Bible says something, that's just what you are. That's what you can do. And we're going to continue, as I promised you, for the whole of this year, looking at the entrance of the power of God. And we're going to various areas. So I had follow your leaders here. Somebody over there tell me one phrase I spoke that really resonated with you. Yes? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. What is the condition for that to happen? Someone tell me. What is the condition for that she said, I said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. What is the, on what condition will that happen to a person? Put that scripture there and let's see. 
Say, 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 just say anything that comes to your mind. This is a free church. Apostle, apostle, that was someone says total obedience, and what did you say? Faith. That, what, what is, you said faith too? Alright, what else? Pardon me? Come on, put your hands together for her. Look at our scriptures. Put it on the board. Don't you know where it is? Who is there? Ah, I will tell you. Put somebody in that section that knows the word that was there last week. Where is that scripture? Nothing shall by any means harm you. What do you mean by follow? Who, who is that place? That person should see me after service. By your projector. See apostle after service. Put me in that scripture. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. I taught you last Sunday. Put it. Don't tell me. I want the projector people there to put it. They are the one putting scriptures for us. Isn't it? Huh? What did he say here? Behold, I what? Let's read it together. Yes? So, for nothing, not to hurt you by any means, is because you are operating the power. It's so straightforward. I've given you power. So, for nothing not to harm you in any way, you are the person operating the power. Many Christians have been hurt because they don't know it. They don't know that they have the power. And they don't operate the power. Many rights that belong to Christians have been robbed of them because they don't understand that they can sit in the authority and rebuke. In your office, you speak and things will fall in line. In your business, you speak and what you want is what you get. Because we need to understand the condition. The condition says, Jesus said, I give you power. But that doesn't mean you are using it. For anyone who uses that power, who recognizes that power, instead of crying over what is not, not what, less, what is not, and exercising the authority, you are crying. And the Lord is looking at you now. I give you the authority. I give you the power. Satan, don't touch me, please. That's you. You are so apologetic to Satan. Devil, excuse me, please. I'm a child of God, you know. What about you? Are you? <laughs> you are having discussion with the devil. I ask you, what's your name? He said, my name is Angelina. Talking to the devil. Exercising the authority of God, you will put the devil in a place that he cannot hurt you. Somebody tell me a phrase that I, I spoke last week. A sentence, yes. Every authority and power have jurisdiction. What is the jurisdiction of Jesus Christ? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I showed in the book of Hebrews that Jesus Christ was given the authority on earth in heaven and under the earth. Everywhere. Uh, he said it in, in the book of Matthew 28, uh, 19, 28, 18 and 19. Jesus came to them and said, All power in heaven and earth have been given unto me. So, your power has jurisdiction. Now, this is interesting. If every power has jurisdiction, someone tell me a statement I made about the jurisdiction of Christians and the jurisdiction of Satan. What is the limit of the devil? Where is his jurisdiction? Someone tell me. The earth. And which scripture tells you that? I drive you a bit further. Ephesians. Chapter what? Chapter 2. What verse? 
He spent some time with the apostle. It's a good thing, isn't it? We should have a refresher course. Everybody will, you know, you should have a very, it's an open book exam. Open your book and be examined or examined, whichever one. <laughs> okay, let's look at 2 to 4 of Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read together, please. No, let's read from verse 1. As for you, want to go. In Where does it rule? Where does it rule? So I said to you, Satan cannot be in a, No demon can be in a place where there is no air. So when you talk about stratosphere, ionosphere, and you go in further into the, the galaxies, no demon can enter there. Because God limited the operations to air, where you can breathe. So all those people who worship stars and worship moon and so they are just, you know, probably they lost their mind. That's, that's the real thing about them. You know, they lost their mind. Because Satan have no power any place where there is no air. The Bible cannot get it wrong. And God does not miss his word. He says, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work. No, 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 no. Read with me. What's wrong there? The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedience, the world, the world system, you know, all these influences through fashion, through behaviors, some strange way of working, behaving, talking and stuff. He's the one who is in charge of all those things. So when a Christian begins to digress from talking the scriptures and is talking slangs of the world and behaving like them, use the way they use their finger, the Spirit is working on you, you see? That's just the issue. He is working on you. I'm going to be talking to you about the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God so that you can see the disparity. They don't, they don't meet at all. They don't meet at all. So that spirit has jurisdiction and is the heir. So, but you, your jurisdiction, what is your jurisdiction? Tell me the scriptures. So the first scripture is, should come to your mind is that look we read. I've given you power over all the parts of the enemy. Correct? Yes? Come on now, church. Answer me. Could you please answer me? <laughs> so, if Satan's jurisdiction is the heir, and Jesus said in Luke 10, 18, that he's giving you and I authority over all the powers, so we have power over the heir. That's the beginning. All right? And then in Luke, in Matthew 28, verse 18, 19, Matthew 28, 18, what does he say? And Jesus came and spake, give me the NIV there. Then Jesus came and told, and told them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth are given unto me. Therefore what? Therefore, go. Now, excuse me. So, your jurisdiction, earth and heaven. That's what it is. Jesus says, all these powers are for me, are given to me, so therefore I give you. Go. That's why he said, whatever you bind, is bound. So, your jurisdiction is earth and heaven. As a believer. 
You speak, angels from heaven will answer. You burn on earth, demons will run, elter skelter, because you said so. I can help you with more scriptures on that. Our jurisdiction is heaven and earth, because Jesus gave that power unto you. And say, because I have this power, you take, go. So you can bite anything on earth. You can lose anything on earth. And you can speak and highest heaven will hear you. You remember, there's a statement I was, the people of New Cross did better than you guys. Maybe they are the headquarters. Remember a statement I made about every throne, every authority have a throne, all right, everything has a jurisdiction. And I told you, if you look at, and of course, before any, anyone who has an office can operate, you must take your seat in your throne. It is your seat that speaks for you. When a judge is outside, is a judge, but no power. He can't judge anybody. A judge can't just walk to CFT and say that, I charge you for contravention, you are, you are <laughs> I sentence you to seven years imprisonment. He just tell me as I'm preaching. I said to her, the judge that sit down. There is somebody here who sits here. On that seat, I speak. Judge will obey. But when the judge is sitting in his office and I'm in the court and he's coming and say court, I will not start preaching then. Are you with me now? Do I have the part of preacher and the judge will just sit down? But when he goes to his own uh, uh, chamber and he sits in, this, in the court and, you know, he comes in and sits. I can't say I'm a preacher. Excuse me, judge. As you need to listen. It is written. <laughs> because the judge is now sitting in his chair. So it is seat that speaks for you. What about you? Where is your seat? Ephesians 2.6. Read it together. Where you, have, where you have your seat of authority. No, no, not God's resource. God what? I can't hear you. Who did he raise? That's it. If you can apply the word of God to yourself, you will feel like you are not part of it. You will think that it's some pastor, some apostle, some prophet that are part of it. No. God raised you up. It has nothing to do with apostle or pastorship or bishopry. God raised you up and seated you where? Yeah, yeah, let's read it again. God raised me up with Christ. Seated you with Him in the... Then, in Christ Jesus. All right. So that seat, we want to know whether that seat is more powerful than the seat of Satan. Look at the book of Ephesians chapter 1. And read for me from verse 18. Verse 18. These scriptures, you must know them by your heart. They are the scriptures that give you rights. If you don't know them, you cannot claim your rights. Well, if you cannot quote it, just say it until you can quote it. But you have to be able to quote it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read it together. I pray that the eyes of what? Yes. The hope to which? Then... Uh-huh. Keep on going. What's wrong with that person there by the projector? 
Yes? Seriously, I want to see the person who is by that projector. Because that person is not communicating, it's not following my spirit. Elder, Elder Charles, go and take over that projector, please. Now, let's read it together from verse 18. Because I want to read it without stopping so that you can understand what you are reading. What, if this is the message I preach today, is enough. You need to know your authority, your power. You need to know your jurisdiction. That's what we are looking at. And it says again from verse 18, I pray also. Yes. In the saints and... Mighty strength, yes. And seated him. Stop. Now. So, you can connect this with verse 6 of chapter 2. That you have been raised with Christ, seated with him in the right hand of God. Now, this scripture tells me that the power that lives in you is the same power with which Jesus was raised from the dead. And he was seated you know, with God. At the right hand of God in the heavenly places. Now I want to know jurisdiction. Jurisdiction is geographical. Where is this right hand of God? Is it a place that is subservient to the devil, demons, or a place that is higher? Let's look at the next verse. Far above. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give me King James in this, please. What did he say in King James? Far above. Uh huh. So, you and devil, who is senior? I, let me hear you there. Thank you, Brother Manuel. Uh, Samuel, I say you and devil, who is superior? Me. You and Satan, who is the master? Me. So why do Christians say, the devil made me do something? If you are born again, the devil can't make you do anything. If the devil make you do something, check your salvation. Don't make a mistake to die. Are we together now? Oh, the devil made me. The devil with what? You have legions of angels. They didn't make you do something. You have the Holy Ghost inside you. It didn't make you do something. Now you're saying, devil make me. How can devil make you? Listen to me. Lack of knowledge of this had made many strong people slaves of liars. It has made many people wreck in destiny. If you look at this scripture here, it began by saying, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be what? Be enlightened or be opened. If the eyes of your understanding is not open, there is nothing you can do. Let me say, your career that you have today, you are so because your eyes was open to that in understanding. Business you do because you just had understanding and went into it. You can never possess what you did not understand. The Bible says a, a person who has riches without 
without uh, knowledge is like a brute that perish it. I would get the now. So, if anybody tells you less than what I said to you, let him be accursed. We are going to finish it today, not the topic, but this, top, this discussion. But it's good that with your mouth you have explained what we're going to talk about. You understand that you have power. Salvation is not given to you without power. You are not saved to be a slave. You are not saved to be useless. You are not saved to be, to be, to be you know, abused. It is insult when Satan messes up Christians' lives. I would get that. But it is where you lean your understanding to. Who you give your mind to determines what you are and who rules over you. So, it says there, I pray the eyes of your understanding to be what? Enlightened, not to be, to be open. There is something that was said in, in New Cross, which you didn't mention. And that is, I said, hope is the, uh, faith is the vehicle to hope. Faith is the vehicle to hope. Let me tell you, if you don't have faith, your hope will be dashed. I will together, everything you are on earth, it is faith that took you there. But those things, you are looking at them many years ago, but now you are in them. You own them, you, you, you achieve them, yes? Huh? Mm. So therefore, or therefore so, whichever way you put it. Anything you could not achieve on earth is because you lack the faith to achieve it. Do you agree? So what will you and I do? I will believe Philippians. I can do what? Two things. One thing. Three things. I can do what? Through who? Who what? So you can do all things, yes? You can do all things, say yes. You can do all things, say amen. amen. If you have not done all things, it's because you have not turned your heart towards them. Things you have not done is because you didn't send your heart to do them. What you did not achieve is because you have not set your heart to achieve those things. I will gather now. Okay. I won't explain that to you. We go to the message of the day. Very simple. I told you that you all, have, you all have the same anointing. Correct? I cannot hear you. I say you all have the same anointing. I say you all have the same anointing. Alright, let's look at Jesus Christ. Acts 10 words. Acts 10, 38. And what did he say? How God anointed. Yes. Hallelujah. I love it. If anyone is listening to me and you are one of those who go to some people to be praying for you and giving prophecy to you, you just shipwreck yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just put your, your head in the news. You took your head to the, to the uh, uh, what do you call them now? Halal meat to begin to slaughter you. Ah, yeah. What is inside you? 
The Spirit of God. So if you go to some prophet to come and prophesy and pray for you, with what spirit will they get it? Question yourself. If you have the Spirit of God, and you went to another prophet to tell you fortune, certainly you are applying for another spirit. Oh, you see, when Samuel's, um, uh, Samuel's father's donkey was lost, um, Samuel said, is there a prophet in the land? Let us go to the prophet. You didn't recognize. Uh, Saul, sorry. Saul, when Saul's father, father, lost his, the father lost the donkey, and Saul was going to look for it, and Saul said, is there a prophet here in the town? Let us go to him. And then he said that, yes, Zaman said there's a prophet. He said, then Saul said, ah, where will you, will you give the prophet? Some people use it a lot. Have you not heard about it? People use it that you should come and cause off a prophet. You didn't recognize that Saul was not born again. You think all the stories of the, the you read it today in, the, in your daily reading now, that Paul said that all the scriptures of the past, God used it, wrote it for us to learn. Saul cannot hear God, and he does not. See, that's why he went to Witch of Hendo eventually. If you are continuing to go to prophet, you will end up with Witch of Hendo. Don't you understand? The God who cannot answer you, the God you cannot ask, and you hear, and you see, you will soon go and look for a God where there is no God. Saul was not born again, so he does not have Holy Spirit in him to talk to. So he has to go and look for where Holy Spirit dwells. And he thought that it's Samuel. Okay, it's only Samuel who has the Holy Spirit. Then everybody will go to Samuel for soothsaying. But in the New Testament, you are Samuel, 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 you are Samuel. Samuel is Samuel. <laughs> as little boy as he is. He's Samuel. Because what? As many who received him, God gave what? Power to be what? Sons of God. You will never, I will never go to you to come and prophesy to me. But if I'm moving in God, and God spoke through you, that is the word of God, is the New Testament prophecy. Have you seen anybody in the New Testament who went to a prophet for prayer? To tell them future or fortune? No. Well, they can pray with themselves, because the Bible says so, we should pray with one another. But to deliberately go and be asking for prophecy. But when they finish praying for you, they say, what did God tell you? If anybody asks me that, I will, I will tell you that what he told you too, that you didn't do. That's what he told me. You go and figure it out. <laughs> go and figure it out. It's so simple. The gift of prophecy in the New Testament is different from Old Testament. The gift of prophecy in the New Testament is not, is not operating by somebody requesting for you to operate. No. No. It operates because the Spirit of the Lord came upon somebody and he began to speak. So if you behave yourself, the Holy Spirit will come upon somebody else and will speak about you. If you misbehave, he will come to somebody and tell you all your rubbish you have done. Publicly. There is somebody here. There is somebody here. When you hear, when you hear that, God is respecting you. <laughs> and when they begin to say it, and they begin to define it and say it, say it loud, somebody said that you are, you are, somebody is selling pastor to use me to preach. Yeah, you are a good one. If they use you to preach, are you not fortunate? Among many people, they use you to preach. Are you not lucky? Oh, no. eh? 
If it is something good, you will have said that. That's me, that's me. But if it's something that you know everybody will be saying, ah, sister, ah, ah, bro. You will say, no, 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 pastor, every day you are using me to preach. I have had that before in CFT. Apostle, you are using me to preach, you are using me to preach. You know when people come to confront with such, such statement, they think that uh, they will corner you. You can't corner apostle. I said, hey, I was using it to preach. That's interesting. So you are so popular with God. Everybody is here. And God singled you up. And he was preaching. Tell me what he said about you. <laughs> and you see the mouth. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> but if it's the one that is good. Say, ah, apostle, you know you spoke about me yesterday. You will see the exuberant. Please share with me. And he's going to tell you. Listen to me. The spirit that is in prophet. He's in you. If you're born again. Now let me tell you this. I'm talking about anointing. That scripture, John 10, 38 says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. With what? Let's read together, please. And then... Yes. Two things you are going to look at now, just for the next five, ten minutes. How God anointed Jesus Christ with, of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power. And how he went around doing good. And he never wanted the power of the devil. Because God. So you want to see God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Ghost and power. And God was with him. The beginning and the end. You agree with me? So, God anointed Jesus Christ. God was with him. But what is in the middle is what Jesus did. You know, if you are saying that I don't feel anything, it's because you don't do anything. God anointed Jesus. God anointed you. God was with Jesus. God is with you. Then in the middle, what are you doing? What you do determines whether the anointing or the presence will work for you. What you do determines what happens to you. Some people pray for presence. I told you this on the prayer network yesterday that you don't pray for presence of God. No, you pray for glory. I will talk to you about the glory of God. It's different from the presence of God. For the presence of God, God said to Joshua that I'm, I will be with you. I, uh, it says, I'll give whatever you told of your vision. I told, and then he said, and I will be with you all, all your life through. And Jesus said to us, I, I, I behold, I'm with you always. So the presence of God is with us, but it's what you do with the presence. Look at Jesus, what he did, very quickly. Record of it. God anointed Jesus. God was with him. Now, if you look at Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went out, up, out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son who I love, or who I well pleased. With him I am well pleased. Now, after Jesus Christ came out from the baptism, this is the record of what happened. Yes, the Holy Spirit came upon him. Isn't it? Alright, let's see. Luke chapter 4 verse 1. 
Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. I want to underline that. When Jesus returned from Jordan after receiving the Holy Spirit upon him, the Bible says he was led by what? By men? By peers? By friends? By parents? By children? By husband? By wife? No. He was led by the Spirit. Now, underline this and ask yourself this question we're going further. What is the Spirit leading you? Oh, I don't know the Spirit someone said. Yes, your works show forth. Your behavior tells you the Spirit that leads you. Your behavior, your conduct, your work. You can determine what is the Spirit leading me by the things that you are and you do. Because the Bible says that by their fruits, we will know them. So, full of the Spirit, return, and the Holy Spirit led him to the desert to fast. And then look at chapter 4, verse 14. After he was led by the Holy Spirit, this is a, a, a Jesus born in a poor family, not, not rich family at all, in the poorest of the village and the poorest tribe. So the place where people say they added, can any good thing come from Peckham? But rulers was born in Peckham. The ruler was born in Brixton. That's kind of Jesus Christ. The village of Jesus Christ, people will always say, can any good thing come out of, of that? Even when they see a person from Jesus' village, Jesus' village, who is doing very well, they will say, that, can anything good come from this? Are you not a Nazarene? I forget it, my friend. How could Jesus make a difference in the world? Because of the voice he listened to. The voice he listened to. All of you need to know this. Be careful who speaks to you. Be careful who you speak to. Be careful who you listen to in every aspect of your life. If you listen to wrong voices in academics, you will fail. You may be the most intelligent. If you listen to wrong voices in your business, you will be a bankrupt. Where you should be the best business guy. The same thing in church. If you listen to liars, you will be spiritually bankrupt. If a pastor always comes here and says, ah, go and buy a chain. That's that when I'm doing my hand like this, he's ringing bell. And any time I want to speak, I say, I'll use the chain. I said, he, ah, ooh, ah, he, ah, he, ho, he. I don't just say, preach on, preach on. You come empty, even you don't go empty. <laughs> if you went empty, it's better. You will go dirty. And then, one month you see, apostle came with a jerry coil. And then he changed his work. This is how they work now, you know. <laughs> and you remain under that apostle. Hello? Oh, the Bible says that do what I say, don't do what I do. Where did you see that Bible? When the Bible says, follow me as I follow Christ. Isn't it? Who you listen to matters to your life. It matters to your life. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was listening to the Holy Spirit from the beginning. Once the Holy Spirit came, he moved. But to know something, he broke the order. Whichever family came from is irrelevant. It is who directs your life that is relevant. 
and significant to your life, to your destiny. That is what it is. You know what happened here? It says in the book of, in that chapter 4 verse 14, after he led, was led by the Holy Spirit. Let's read together verse 14 of chapter 4 of Luke, shall we? Jesus returned. Yes? You know that you can return, it, it, whatever spirit you lead to, you can return in his power. You follow devil, you return the power of the devil, your news will spread too. But it will be bad news. It will be bad news. Listen to me. If you listen to what people, your age group were doing. When you say age group, in London, okay, there are two different types of your age group in London. You have mediocre age group. But you have guys who are serious of age group. Whoever you lean to follow, determine what happens to you thereafter. Not God. God ordained perfect will for everybody. Everybody should be successful. That is God. God did not create a person who is not successful about the nation. But who you follow is what makes your choice. That's what informs your choice. It's what informs what you become. Look, I told them, let me tell you this. You speak to some people who are youths. Alright? Even old people say, say the same thing. Don't do this. They say, don't talk to me like that. When you hear that, something called rebellion has entered. Don't talk to me like that. I have my body. I can do whatever I like with my life. Ah! And one day, the one who owns your life sends the messenger that will bring that life back. I knock your door. Boo! 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 And you went. Then you know you don't have your life. When you were born, you would have told your mother, as you are coming in, other children are crying, when, when, you would have said, I owe my life, leave me alone, leave me alone. That's the first thing you would have said. Yes. So that your mother, when he put breath in your mouth, you don't do anything. You say, no, no, don't put it in my mouth, put it in my eyes. You know what I'm telling you? You don't own your life. You don't own it. We own it. A life is owned by many. Don't tell me what to do. Who, who, when you were born, you would have told your parents not to say what to do. You would have jumped and started working yourself. Nurses don't care for me. Take your umbilical cord yourself. Clean yourself yourself. If you did not do that, and they gave you food, they, they spoon fed you, they touch, what they taught you is what you followed. And you grew. How dare you think? You come to a place where nobody can talk to you. I can do what I like. You cannot do what you like. There is a God in heaven who occasioned where you'll be born. He's the one who orchestrated how you'll be trained. Everybody that contributed to your life, He placed them along your path. You must obey Him. You don't have option. You must follow Him. You, don't have, you must submit to Him. If you digress, you regret it. There is no mercy. No mercy. Tell you this. Those of you who are older, as old as you are going, from the age of 10, 15, up to 100, you remember some time in your past life that you just took some decisions of life. But they happened to be wrong. And you are suffering the consequence now. But you are still used by God. Because there are two different chambers. God will still use you. I would be now. But the consequence of those decisions will linger with you in life. Okay? 
to help you know that you just don't decide. Consider God in all your ways so that he can direct your path. Let me see. And I'll say this to you. Those of you who have not married in CST Church, I beg you, don't jump to a girl because she's running about, you know, springing about around you. Let your eyes see beyond the face to see who is behind the veil. I told them in New Christ, I tell you this. When I was a young man, I was guitarist, I was prayer warrior, I was everywhere because I love God so much as I am so. I love God so much and I don't decrease in my love for God. So around me are some other girls that we grew together in the church. I was taking care of them. We were members of choir. They are beautiful, of course. But they are not mine. But I didn't know in their own mind, they have programmed their mind that I'm going to be their husband. Do you understand? I'm telling you, so, and now, I don't think I'm old. I wouldn't say I'm old. I, was only, I only know that they said that when you are 60 above, you know, you don't go to war. In Ukraine now, if you are above 60, they, won't, they will spare you. But anyway, if I was there, I would go and carry gun. So let's talk on. You so, so, they were all around me. And I was taking care of them, like my sister. But they had some other motives. You know how we knew that they have other intentions? To me, they work uh, somehow. I will program them that, take care of yourself. You should look neat. You know, if you look at me in church, when, I, when I, all those girls came, come to me, I look at their hair. I would tell your mother to take, call their mother, take care of this girl for me. Or I can plait your hair. Myself, I was doing it for my daughter. She's a woman now. <laughs> See my daughter, but I will plait her hair for her. You go and do something. I don't like any of the girls to look, you know, rough and stuff like that. And so I took care of them. But to me, my heart, you are like my sisters. But to them, something else is brewing. Until when I met my wife and I brought my wife. When I brought my wife, that's when we knew. Even the appearance of those girls who have been coming to my house, we didn't know that. And, and in their heart, they are programming me to marry their daughter. They are beautiful. They are from good family. I'm not talking about rough families. But however, is it, if it is good, is it God? It may not be God's will for me. Listen to me. When I brought my wife, that's when we knew. Uh, they're all successful people too. You know? But that's when we knew. You begin to see browsers. And what's going on here? Even quarrel among them. What's going on here? Then they have to confess. And I said, then that. Did I ever tell you that I want to marry you? I have been told by my father, that's your mouth. Don't open it to talk to a girl. The girl you speak to, you are locked or you must marry. Because it's a vow. You don't break vow. You are a child of God. And my dad told me, before you open that your mouth, no God is speaking to you. Because if you open it, you cannot call it back. The word you speak stands in the atmosphere until the day of judgment. It will not come back into your mouth. Do you hear me, boy? I said, yes, sir. So he taught me to pray, to seek God, to hear God for myself. And that's what I'm teaching you. That's what I'm teaching you. You can imagine if I marry one of them. All what Mommy Oma was able to do in CFT. All of us coming to pray. Even 
It is possible that they don't have the patience she has with me. I can't share my husband with anybody. Okay? That your consultation is enough. You are doing consultation. Huh? And then begin to go after women in the church that are the eyes you are using to look at my husband. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's women who do that. So they will fight their husband to, to stupid at home. When they come to church, they will say, hey, hey, darling, hey, darling, hey, darling, for everybody. But at home, the man is suffering. And the man will not be able to open his mouth to even tell people. And he will say, yeah, thank God. <laughs> hey. Who will we say? Who will we tell? Who will we tell? But they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Who is the spirit you are listening to? As I'm telling you. I mean, nobody can say to me that apostle, you are fortunate. I'm not fortunate. I only follow God. Your destination is, this, is, is determined by who is, the, who is your driver. You want to go to, um, um, what do you call it now? You want to go to Japan, okay, for holiday. And you went to Victoria bus station. <laughs> you, you, you join a bus at Victoria bus station. <laughs> See, I'm going to Japan. Any bus you saw, you just jump on it for Japan. You are in England. You are in London. How many years will you continue to join bus and reach Japan? No. The buses of Victoria don't go to Japan. They don't go to Japan. They have their terminals within UK. Who is the voice that talks to you? Who are the people that inform you? Who are the people you listen to? Determines your future. Jesus was anointed by Holy Spirit and power, and God was with him. You are anointed by Holy Spirit and power, and God is with you. Why should Jesus succeed? He listened to the Holy Spirit. Why are you struggling if you are? Change your informer. Your life is worth a living better than what you ever expected. But who drives your life? Who speaks to you? I, I want God to use me, to use me, to use me. He will use only person who listens to him. When he comes and you are not there, how can he use you? It's not by going to mountain for 30 days and 30 nights. You know, Israel, let me tell you something. Don't you understand that? Some people have said that. I have the gift of, of vision. Ah. Uh-uh. There is normal general gifts for people to see. They call it in English premonition. Have you not heard it? Before you are born again. It has nothing to do with salvation. Not everybody who see are shown by angels of God. All manners of evil spirit, they, 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 they display themselves as angels of God. Oh, I can prophesy. Oh, what are you talking? My mother, Rabbi Atuwije, she prophesied by Grion, Baal. She will tell you date and time things will happen. She was not born again. She was having devil then. She can tell you your name. So by prophecy does not make you. It doesn't validate God in you. But who you follow? Who instructs the way you appear? Who instructs the way you think? Who instructs when you reply? People. Who instructs the discussions you make? Let me say this to you. You and I can agree that we will not allow Satan anymore. 
Because many problems we have in this world, you agree with me, is what we listen to. Let me end up with this. God anointed Jesus with Holy Spirit and power. And God was with Jesus. That's what Acts 10, 38 says. Anointed with Holy Spirit and power and was with Jesus. I think I have to stop in the next five minutes. I won't come down anymore. Look at what it says here. What about you? What about you? Look at the book of Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Now it is God who makes both of us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. God anointed Jesus. But this scripture tells me God anointed you as well. He anointed us. So, if anybody tells you that some people are more anointed than others, tell them they are liars. The same God who anointed Jesus, He anointed you. He an- the same anointing, He anointed you. Listen to me. He set His seal of ownership on us and put His Spirit in our hearts. As a deposit. Guaranteeing what is to come. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14 says. And you also were included in Christ. When you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. Having believed. You were marked in him with a seal. The promised Holy Spirit has marked you. Who are God's possession. He marked you. The Holy Spirit of God marked you. The promised Holy Spirit. Who is deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of God. So God anointed you. God anointed Jesus. God anointed you. If you look at 1 John 2.20 but you have an anointing from the Holy One. <clears throat> and all of you know the truth. That all of you are born again. You have the anointing. And it says in 1 John 2.27 As for you, the anointing you received. Have you not received it? Come on, answer me. You have. No one should tell you that you, don't, you are not anointed. Tell them, get away from my side. There is nothing you can do I cannot do. It is the anointing that works everything in us. God anointed you. I love this. As for you, the anointing you received from, the, from, 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 from Him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. That is 1 John 2.27. But... As his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, not counterfeit, not counterfeit, not and your anointing is real. Come on, somebody. Just as it has taught you, remain in him. Anointing is not miracles. No, it is God's a, a, a seal of approval. It is not signs and wonders. That's not anointing. But when anointing comes upon you, you will function in what God approves of you. 
Everyone born again, you are anointed, equally anointed all over the world. The anointing over a child who got born again is not different from the one who is 80, who saw the burning bush. The same anointing you have, but the anointing of God is a seal of approval. When we operate in signs and wonders which you do, we heal, get the sick healed, blind see and lame work and all manners of testimonies. You have someone in uh, last week here. It is not us. The anointing in us is working the perfect will of God at each instance. And you can operate same. But who do you follow? I've established to you, God anointed Jesus, God anointed you. Alright? So that's why Jesus said, whatever I do, you can do also. Now let me establish to you that God is with you. God was with Jesus and God anointed him. And that's why Jesus did all what he did. What about you? God was with Jesus. God anointed Jesus. The last time I told you, John seventeen eighteen, Jesus said, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So you have the same calling with Jesus. John 17, 22 says, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Hmm. And finally, Jesus said, Matthew eighteen twenty. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there in their midst I will be. So God is with you. John fourteen, finally, verse twenty three, twenty four. And Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him, and we will come and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. Therefore, these words rather you have you hear are not my own, but belong to the Father who sent me. Now let me help you. I've established to you both. God anointed Jesus, God anointed you. God was with Jesus, God is with you. So then, the key is what do you do? Who do you listen to? Because Jesus listened to the Spirit, so he was able to operate the power. Who you choose to listen to determines what happens to you. Shall we rise up together, please? We're going to lift up our voice to God and pray. Thank God, first of all, that the Lord has anointed you. You don't need any other anointing but the one you had from the Lord. Lift up your voice and we will thank God. Lord, I thank you. Because as you anointed your son Jesus Christ, you have anointed me. Begin to thank God and tell God, I thank you for anointing me. With fresh oil, you have anointed me. With fresh oil, you have anointed me. Oh Lord, my King. You have anointed me with fresh oil. Lord, you anointed me with your Holy Spirit. The seal of my approval. Thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit of God in me. Tell the Lord I thank you. Now tell the Lord, I thank you for being with me. Jesus says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age.
Thank you for being with me. Thank you for your presence in my life. Because the Father and the Son live inside me. Lift up your voice and give God the praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now thank God for your, your, your ability to hear God's voice. Lord, I thank you because I hear you, I follow you. Thank God because I hear you, O oh God, and I follow you. And I ask the Lord, help me to hear you more clearer, clearer and clearer and clearer. I want to go from hearing you from my mind to hearing audible voice of God. I want to go from hearing you in my mind to open vision. God revealed himself to Cornelius in an open vision at 3 p.m. He revealed himself to Peter in a trance. Tell the Lord the second day at 12 noon. Tell the Lord, take me higher into the realm of your spirit. In the realm of your power. That I will have encounters of you. I will have more encounters of you. Pray, pray. If you have not given your life to Jesus, you just pray now. That Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Help me, help me, help me, help me. And if you have, tell the Lord, I thank you for hearing your voice. I want to hear your voice more. I want to hear you clearer. Each time you read the Bible, you hear the voice of God. If you meditate upon what you are hearing, it is, Rema will come to you from God. Now ask God for a deeper understanding. Let us pray that the Lord will protect our heart and mind. We will not follow the voice of strangers any longer. We will not follow the voice of man any longer. That what men say will not dictate what you do. What men do will not dictate your response. When men do what they do, your response will be different. Tell God, if you have issues with anger, with emotion, tell God, I kill those things in me. I cause them to die out of me. I don't belong to anger. I don't belong to emotion. I don't belong to anything the devil has given me. I reject it in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to be like Christ. I want to be like Jesus. In everything I do, I want to be like Jesus. Tell the Lord. Tell God the Holy Spirit, send your fire into my body. Send your fire into my mind. Send your fire into my soul. Destroy everything the devil has planted in me. I want to be absolutely you, oh God. I want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit that I may be successful in everything that God ordained for me. Send your fire to my eyes. Send your fire to my spirit. Send your fire to my soul. And destroy every pattern of the wicked one. In the name of Jesus. 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 Let fire fall. 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 And destroy everything the devil has planted. Let man be set free by the blood of Jesus. Satan, the blood of Jesus against you. Purify our hearts and mind, O God. Purify our soul, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. No room for the devil in our hearts. No room for the devil in our mind. No room for the devil in our soul. We will not say yes to any voice any longer. That voice that have, that have, that have robbed our peace, that voice that have robbed our destiny, we refuse to answer that voice any longer. Tell the Lord, assign your messenger at the door of my mind and the door of my soul that I will listen to God all the time. I will follow the leading of the Holy Spirit all the time. 
All those people who whisper to our spirit and cause, and cause problem in our soul. Father, we decree that we will not hear them anymore. We will not listen to them anymore. We will listen to the voice of the Spirit of God. We will listen to the voice of the Spirit of God. The Spirit that reminds you your past, you will remind that Spirit your his future. That Spirit is going to hell. That is their future. You will not allow that past to bug your heart any longer. You receive the spirit of sonship to look forward in life. To look forward to your life. Your hope we achieved by faith in Jesus Christ. Tell the Lord, help me, O God. Help me, O God. Help me, O God. Thank you, Father, because it's done. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I cannot hear your amen. I cannot hear your amen. Father Lord, I, I present these people to your hand, just before you, O God. I speak against the prince of hell and all his cohorts, both human agents and spiritual agents, who are sent out by Lucifer to pollute human mind. The Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Those spirits that remind people of the bad past, so that they begin to react contrary to God. I rebuke in the name of Jesus. Those three that causes people to go into depression because they cannot stop thinking about what the devil has done. I rebuke in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare over the life of everyone under my voice. In this week, you will have victory. In this week, you will walk in victory. In this week, you will encounter victory. In all your battles, you shall be victorious in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> the powers of hell will never be able to torment your soul. Your souls are free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <clears throat> I declare you blessed. I say, I declare you blessed. I say, I declare you blessed. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. You are blessed when you go out. You are blessed when you come in. You are blessed in the country. You are blessed in the town. Everywhere you go, you carry the presence of God. In the name of Jesus, as of Nazareth, the powers of hell will not prevail against you. Every weapon of the devil over you, I decree that the Father of God will meet with them and destroy every arrows of the devil, whether in the night, in the day, all you spirit that go to people's dream and disturb them. I command the ball of fire of God to descend upon you. I release it from from the heavenlies, uh, sulfur to fall upon you. I destroy your hold on those minds. I command to release them in the name of Jesus Christ. Instead of nightmares, begin to see visions. If you are seeking God for something good, you are seeking God for something for a while, and that we are seeking, God is the only one who can bestow. I take my stand in the right hand of the Father. I say receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In this week you receive them in the name of Jesus Christ. I say in this week you receive them. In this week you receive them. Your long-awaited hope shall be realized. It shall be realized. Against every odds it shall be realized. And that which you are hoping from God is shall come to you. Before this time next Sunday you will testify. So shall it be unto you. And so it is. <clears throat> Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Sorrow may tarry for a night. For every sorrow 
I command your dawn to come. Your night is over, sorrow. Pack your load and vanish. Pack your load and vanish. I declare morning of joy. 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 Impossible made possible by the mighty power of the Most High God. Impossible made possible. Impossible. Marasaka brakaboshka pragadida. Salamoto grekele greketa. You will see the finger of God in this very week. The hand of God will carry you. He will take you to where you ought to be. It is written, thank me to God. He always gives us victory. You receive victory. Over your body, you have victory. Over your mind, you have victory. Or your marriage, you have victory. In your office, you have victory. In business, you have victory. You have victory all around you this week. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Favor will follow you to your offices tomorrow. Those that Satan has sent to oppose you, they shall, be, they shall fall be, uh, by, your, by your feet. They will fall down and they will bow before you. They will walk for you. They will walk with you. They will no longer oppose you. Lord, I thank you. For the, Lord, the mouth of the Lord has spoken and the word of God sent to the world shall not return back to him empty. You are fruitful. To your old age you bear fruits. Thank you, Father, is done. May God occasion everyone to hear his still and quiet voice. Distinct audible voice. You want it? Receive it. Thank you, Lord, because it's done. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Let me say something to you. Don't give the key of your bedroom to the devil. Amen. You know what I'm saying? The prince of peace is in your house. Don't use your hand to go and employ the prince of the devil. As to cause problem in your house. Hallelujah. The Bible says be at peace with all men. Without which no man shall see God. Be at peace and be holy. Without which no man shall see God. You know, let me tell you, those of you who are married especially, I'm enjoying my life oh, to the full, fullest. Oh. Hmm? If two people disagree, somebody can agree to be agreed. No, be so. It's not me, oh, me, me, me all the time, because you are the one God gave the, the grace. Hallelujah. Use your grace of agreement and command peace in your home. Okay? If your spouse disagrees with you, just leave the spouse. Go and meet the one who gave him to you or her to you and say, He disagree with me. Oh. Papa God, <laughs> deliver me. Oh. Deliver, deliver, deliver. When you come back, you just see that person. You say, Ah, all right. <laughs> you know, I was sorry. I say, Yeah, darling. I know, I know, I know. Don't worry anyway. He's all settled. So that there is peace. You cannot, you cannot. Give your life to Jesus and use your hand to buy the devil. Throw that devil away in your life. Every day you spend on earth, one more gray hair to your head. Are you with me now? And when you spend many days, you have many gray hair. You cut it, they will multiply when they grow. Are you with me now? So when you are young, enjoy peace. Enjoy life. 
Ecclesiastes 9, 9. If you are not married, enjoy life with yourself, whom you love. Yes. So that God will take preeminence. A house of peace, God can easily answer prayer. When a house is divided against itself, Jesus said he cannot stand. The Lord told me to talk to you about this. This is not my message. But you have no right to be unhappy. Okay? Be quick to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry is not expensive. Only two words. Am I correct? I am. I'm, I apostrophe am. I'm sorry. Isn't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All these English people, go help me. The Lord bless you and be at peace. Please be seated. Put your hands together for the Lord. Can we have our offer? Wow, wow, wow. Come on, let's put our hands together to the Lord. Do it better. Let's do it better. Isn't it awesome? Your destination is determined by who is your driver. Did you get that? That God bless you. It's, it's always refreshing to sit under his feet. I don't know about you. That word came so strong to me. Wow. Turn with me to the book. I'm supposed to take the offering, so let me stay on course. <laughs> First Chronicles chapter 29. We want to read from 12, 11. Because of time, let me do 12, 13, and 14. First Chronicles chapter 29. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power. To exalt, to give strength to all. Notice the 13. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. 14. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this. Everything comes from you. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. Did you hear that? Anytime we have the opportunity to give, we are giving back to God what he gave to us. And it's extremely important that you acknowledge and you understand that. That we are not tipping God something. As a matter of fact, we are allowing him the opportunity to bless us. So tonight, or this afternoon, just as you heard the word, I don't know about you, who is driving you determines what you give. Because if you know that he's the possessor of everything, you and I have nothing to hold back. So I just want those of you on air, uh, I'm sure the details have been put on the screen here. Yeah? And those of us that are giving through the envelope, Please note this. This year, I said to my wife that we have to. Sometimes it's when, when, all right, let's stay on course. We, we wanted to be here this morning. I said to her, we want, we want to get here to pray. 
Because a lot has been given. Things must happen. But we had to put all the keys together and back and forth, back and forth. You know the story? Eventually, I have to leave them behind and get here. But whatever it is, we have to make sure that we give our all to God. That's what I'm saying. You must make that commitment. And so whatever you're giving, wrap your faith around it. And then your life, because heaven is making a demand on us. Are you with me? Let's close our eyes. Take your seed in your hands. Just make a prayer, whatever you're giving. You heard, he said, everything comes from you. And you are the ruler of all things. Papa said it so clear. Your destination is determined by who is your driver. That they will respond to this voice. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Help us, O God. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we be upstanding? I wanted to give, I don't know, there's an holy presence here. Wow.
Thank you, Jesus. Father, this is the holy offering brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come from above and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' name we pray. And let the saints say amen. 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 Shall we please take our seats as we receive Pastor Tyre? Yes, before Pastor Tyre coming, let me just say to every one of you, thank you for your, your relentless commitment last week. Put your hands together for yourself. The choir, the ushers, the men and the women and uh, the audio technical, uh, audio technical and video, I think I'm correct, projector, the protocol, and everybody. It was, it was, I mean, it was grandiose. I love it. But I want to encourage you, keep the fire burning. All what you learned, is all how we went through today. If somebody stops you at the road and says that, oh, we are talking, say, oh, you are from Christ, oh, yes, 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 yes. I was watching your, I connected with your convention last week, and um, can you explain this to me? And he mentioned something, you should be able to stand. So we must make sure we read again and again. Listen to the video is on the net. I told them in New Cross, I was speaking with one of my sons in America, Dr. Bisheson, and uh, we were discussing, suddenly he said to me that he had been looking, he, he googled to look for my tape, and a, an address came of a man, and he mentioned the name of the man, and he went to that um, page, and that man had 82 lectures of Apostle Williams. He said, you googled, that man, his word comes in. But the man picked up my messages as far back as 1990. uh, uh, No, 2000. 2000. And he was putting them and doing a schedule of them on his his page. Saying, on that page you don't see any message. It's just Apostle Williams. Anything, you Google marriage, you Google warfare, you Google this. He said he was was very much um, amazed. And he said, do you know the man? The fact is I don't know the man. So, I'm saying this, that you who are the first trustees of the message, do something with the message. Listen again and again and again until your life is transformed. Now, I want to announce to you that our brethren in Ukraine are under barrage. And I had a dream today that disturbed me. And which means you need to pray that a bomb will not visit UK. I had a dream that everybody was in disarray in the United Kingdom because the battle entered into our territory. But we can pray and God can stop things like that from happening. Every day you must pray for Ukraine. Before you go now, I will lead in a prayer for Ukraine. But at the same time too, we have been praying for Ukraine, but we need to also give to Ukraine. And we will be leaving open fundraising for Ukraine the media section have a plan they are talking to me that they have a, a plan that they want to do when they are finished fully finished with it we'll announce it to you and they will do it every one of you should give towards ukraine really we are supposed to have our thanksgiving today i will say that that's the annual thanksgiving all the money that we give for annual thanksgiving this year 
both the ones that I, the branches have given, and you also, you must thank God. Apart from your normal offering, you must write an offering to God, thanking God for our annual year, what God did for you as a family. When you do that offering, you can just, the same offering account, put there, thanksgiving. And those of you who have done that, you want to give more to Ukraine, just write in that account, Ukraine. Put the Put the, your account details on the, on the board, please. But in the title, you write Ukraine. But you put it in the, that account. So that the, uh, I, will, I will make sure that the auditor, the treasurer, counts all the money. And will let you know how much you collected for Ukraine. And we will deliver those things to Ukraine. We also want you to, to, to give clothes and all stuff like that. But the way we are going to do that, we'll tell you the date you should be doing that. Not just bring close to the office now, because we have to arrange for companies that will give us boxes so that we can put them in boxes neatly and done. And the clothes, if you go and buy new clothes and give them, they are people, you know, who, who have the greatest need on earth today. If you have been watching television, you will not tell me that there is any justification for any human being. To just decide to leave his own country and go to another person's country that they have peace because of your own, uh, you know, uh, interests, what you call your interests, and you lord over another nation and begin to slaughter them like that. God must intervene and God will intervene. Something that had never been seen in history will happen to Russia, it will happen to Putin, and people will know that God does not sleep. I will get there now. So, but we, we can help those people both with our finance and we can buy things. When we are through with all the uh, connection we need to do with the Ukraine embassy, our own, uh, our own um, home office, to know how we can communicate things like that. If we have so many things, we can send a representative to go straight with it and go and deliver it. And if we have, you know, quite enough that we can just deliver through the embassy to the right channel, we will work with the Ukrainian embassy in London to make sure that everything we give, there is no administrative fee taken out of it, they will deliver it wholly to Ukraine. But remember them every day, I beg you, when you pray. But none of you should sit down by television from morning till evening, do something better with your life. You can watch 9 o'clock news. It will give you all the information you need. At least all of that news is just repetition, repetition by 9 they will now open up everything so that you cannot you can make the best use of your own timing as well. And this news doesn't really disturb other vital things you do. But we need to keep up praying for the president of Ukraine. I was told that he's our brother because yesterday they said he's a Jew. And when I heard that voice, that word that you know Zelensky is a Jew, ah, I said, My friend, I, I changed my prayer. You know, before I've been telling Jesus to intervene. Now I've been praying that Jesus, this is your brother. Help him. That is the son of Abraham. And that is a different level of prayer. That man is an example of a great man of faith. I mean, currently there is no world leader that have the charisma and the faith of that man. No world leader. He should be the leader of this first world. That man. Now, if we have a person like that as leader of the first world, he would drive the countries into some greater things. So, but we need to keep praying for him. He's a man like you and I. Who can be threatened, who can have fear, who can be, you know, afflicted with hopelessness and all stuff like that. But God of heaven has been sustaining his faith. And I believe that with your prayers, 
and also with your giving, the Lord will accomplish His purpose for Ukraine. Pastor Tyler, please. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, we'd like to welcome anyone who's joined us for the very first time. If this is your first time in Christ's faith tabernacle, could you please signify by raising your hand? If you're joining us for the very first time, anyone? Thank you. Please stand. Please stand if you're joining us for the first time. You are welcome. You are Welcome to Christ with Tabernacle, where we are building overcomers for tomorrow. Well, thank you very much for visiting us today. We trust you have been blessed and would um, make available for you a welcome pack and it will give you further details about what we do, who we are, and how we could be of further blessings to you. But please, there is a visitor's form in there. Please complete it and let us have it back um, before you leave. God bless you. Thank you for visiting today. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for being a part of what God is doing in Christ's faith tabernacle on a daily basis. I'd like to remind us that our daily prayers take place at 11 p.m. On a, uh, each, each day, 11 p.m. On the, uh, online. That's on our platforms. Um, and that's the platforms are being either YouTube, um, FCC, or indeed on Zoom. Um, and that's the main one. We, we transmit from the Zoom platform in the main. Please join. Always endeavor to join at least three, four minutes before. The platforms usually open about quarter two. So please join on time rather than wait until the kind of like the very last minute. Please note on Wednesdays we meet at 7 p.m. on the platforms because that also covers our Bible study. And that's 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. And indeed, on Fridays, we meet from 11 p.m. to around about 1 a.m. to cover both Friday and Saturday, um, with the exception of days where we have other programs on Friday. This evening, as part of our home group, we'll be reflecting on the book of 1 Corinthians chapters 1 to 10. The book of 1 Corinthians chapters 1 to 10. We have been studying 1 Corinthians for, since about Tuesday, and we should have, by this morning, completed chapter 10. So it's an opportunity for us in our home groups to reflect on what we've learned, key lessons from chapters 1 to 10. Please ensure that in your home groups as well, you allow or you give the children the opportunity in the house to share. Um, we, we need to not just speak, we need to listen as well. And I'm sure the Lord will speak to us through the mouths of the children in the homes. Men, light of the world. We're having a meeting on Thursday, the 17th of March, and it's at 7 p.m., and we're studying Elisha, the power of mentoring. The theme is Elisha, the power of mentoring. And the key scriptures will be in, in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 2. So please study the book of 2 Kings, chapter 2. Endeavor to study that in advance. And uh, for a change on, Friday, on, on Thursday, 
Um, we will be making a note of all the men that attend on Thursday, specifically because, as I said to our brothers in Bethesda, next week Sunday, after the service, we'll read out the names of those who attended who are men, and those who are, who are not in attendance, we'll ask them to explain why they were not there. And then if we're all late to next week, you know the reason is because of the men that did not attend, because each one will be invited forward. That's a nice joke, isn't it? But don't, don't, don't. Let's, let's know we'll be there. I'm sure we'll all be there, 7 p.m., all men. Be making a note of those who are not there, then on the way out, would I cost you? And you need to explain why. But please join 7 p.m. on Thursday. I do believe we have a youth announcement, Brother Toby. Please. Good afternoon, church. So this is a youth announcement for our youth social. Thank you. Thank you. Was anyone here at the last social in January? Yeah? Did you have fun? Did you have fun? Yep. So last time we, we went to Oxygen 023 Jump In, and this time we wanted to take it up a notch. So on the 18th of April, we are going to be going to Go Ape. Some of you are probably asking what Go Ape is. Can we please have the video? last time we jumped this time we'll be flying if you would like to sign up just get your phone out and put it on that qr code there it will give out a form for you to put in your details the prize and further information will be provided once you signed up again it's on the 18th of april that's a bank holiday monday thank you Praise the Lord. I like that. Last time you were climbing, now you'll be flying. Well, sorry, as eagles fly. Is there, a, is there an age limit? What's the age limit? No one's seen my birth certificate, so it's okay. The fun is not only for the youth. So maybe after the youth have gone, light of the world, we shall also go flying. I mean, I, I kind of like that, flying, flying, flying. Well, just before I close, I'd like to just officially announce that Sunday school classes have started again. Well, we would have noticed um, a number of people coming in, and I can see all the parents smiling. I can see broad smiles. I mean, I can just see, <sighs> well, you're glad that at least that sort of two hours, you can have two hours to yourself. But you know what? Um, we do know that it's been, it's been a long time coming, almost better part of two years. So it's exciting to have the children back in Sunday school again. The Sunday school teachers have been 
craving, they've been chomping out the bits for months now. But we've been trying to ensure that we create a safe environment for you to feel confident about leaving your children in, especially with all that's been going on. Now, please note that going forward, the few lessons we're picking up from what happened today would improve on it um, in terms of the process, the registering, the ensuring you get the children there on time would improve on it over the coming weeks. We'll take feedback from the various things that have gone on today. Um, but please note as well, one of the key things we'd expect you to do is that if your child is feeling unwell on the morning, please keep the child with you or at home and don't bring the children to Sunday school. It is important that we take, we take, um, we, we recognize that we do have a moral obligation. We don't have a legal obligation, but we have a moral obligation that if our child is feeling unwell, especially if you suspect it might be COVID-related, keep them at home, don't bring them into the church, don't bring them into the, into the Sunday school to spread it. It's not fair on others because you also need to take responsibility. And we want to create a safe env environment so that we don't have a situation where those issues would arise. So please keep an eye if your child has a temperature that morning and things like that. Please keep the child either with you or indeed at home. Most of us know that it's not a legal obligation to, to self-isolate. But most employers also would ask you to stay at home, please. Um, it's just because there are other people who might be more vulnerable in the process. Please make a note of that. Now, ch Children's Sunday School is for ages 2 to 4 and 5 to 7. That's ages 2 to 4 and 5 to 7. And the classes hold at the usual places upstairs. And, of course, the Sunday School leaders will be there to direct you. Usually, it will be after praise and worship. So, normally, when you come in on Sundays, um, when you come in on Sundays, they'll probably take the children off you, keep them together whilst you take your seats. And then, afterwards, please note that you would go upstairs to collect the children after the Sunday school. And we need that to be done in an orderly manner. The Sunday school classes for children aged 8 to 11 will commence in due course. And uh, parents will be given advance notice of that. So we're doing it step by step. Um, and please support us as we go forward. A couple of thank you cards here. I'll just read the, through those very quickly. Um, Apostle, Reverend Omar, Presbytery, Pastors, Elders, Deacons, Deaconesses, and the entire family of CFT, words alone cannot express our gratitude for all your prayers, support, both financially and emotionally during the passing to glory of our dearly beloved mother, mother-in-law, and grandmother. Your support has been a pillar of strength for us during the difficult time. We pray that the Lord Almighty will reward you for your gesture of love. Thank you and God bless you all from Elder and Dickiness, Jolari and family. Thank you, can't thank you enough. Another thank you message, dear family. I would like to appreciate everyone for your heartfelt wishes and prayers for my 40th birthday Thanksgiving. However, I will start by saying a big thank you to God for blessing me with such an amazing church family. Thank you for all your prayers and gifts. As you have celebrated with me, may you always have a reason to celebrate in Jesus' name. I would also love to appreciate our fa my father and mother in the Lord, Momioma and Apostle A.T.B. Williams. I just want to say a big thank you to you both for being such an inspiration and a pillar of support to me and my family. To all my brothers and sisters in Christ, Thank you all for the love and support. I cannot thank everyone enough. God bless you all. Love from Dickiness, Yomi Oze. 
and family. Well, we thank God for the sound of rejoicing shall not cease in our camps. I'd like to just warmly welcome apostles to close us, sir. Amen. Brother, what's his name now? Hmm? Brother Toby, I have registered. <laughs> and you will see it that I've registered, isn't it? Because you told us to register. The 18 plus they put there. The last 18 plus, they didn't give range. <laughs> I have registered. But the second thing I want to say is that we have gone with you to all this kind of risky game. You did not video us. Next time we are going to advertise this. I don't want to see people who we don't know. Put us there. So when we go to this one, you must take a video and film all of us as we are going so that you use us to make this kind of... Are you with me now? We agree. At least if you see our faces, it will encourage others to go. So, shall we rise up please together? It's a fun, isn't it? So, men, you are not exempted. And all our women at large, you are very invited. Everyone who can jump and... And yes, you are very well. Grandma, grandfather, great-grandma, we are all going to, to rule on that, that thing that is ruling them. We will not reach heaven and be telling the story that when we were not, we didn't enjoy them to do this kind of stuff, man. So we will go together that day. Shall we just thank God for today? Lord, we thank you so much for grace and mercy. And thank you for everyone. Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. In the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary. And grant you support from Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices. And accept your burnt offering. May God give you the desires of your heart. And make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when we are victorious. And we lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, open a book of remembrance concerning you in this week. And may the God of Bethel, who revealed himself to Abraham and Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to us beyond our wider understanding. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Amen. Lord, we ask that you lift up the hand of the president of Ukraine. Lord, we ask that you weaken the hands of the oppressor. When Solomon turned against you, you raised an adversary against him. Raise an adversary, O God, against Putin. From among his own people and take him out of office. For the sake of the innocent blood that he has shed and his continuous decision to lie and call white black, Father of heaven, the one who holds the breath of life of every man, let the court of heaven sit and judge these atrocities and put an end to this senseless killing of innocent people, that your name be exalted. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Shall we lift up our hands to heaven and read the grace together? Shall we? Now, in the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, 
that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. General grace, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and evermore. Turn to somebody and say, surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your lives, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. There shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your heart. according to our confession. Please be seated and ushers will help you out.